Welcome back to another episode of the Daily Unicorn Mini Podcast in which every single day I pick one random person and answer your specific questions. Could be about fat loss, nutrition, strength training, muscle gain, Harry Potter, dragons, unicorns, whatever you have, your questions, I answer them. And if you want to be featured, go comment on my most recent Instagram post. Tell me what question you have or what topic you want to discuss and I might pick you for the next call. Now, I just got off the phone with an Inner Circle member. Her name is Ashley, and over this call, her and I discuss the biggest and most important changes that she has made over the last month or so that has significantly improved her fat loss and nutrition. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Any questions, leave them here. Thank you so much. I'll talk to you soon. Ashley, are you there? I am. Hi, Jay. Hello, Ashley. How are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Thank you for getting on the phone. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. So basically, I want you to give everyone listening a a rundown of what happened, because usually what we've been doing on the calls so far, people have been asking questions and I've been answering them, but you had some really exciting news and I want, I sort of want you to just go over what happened and then we can talk about it from there. Okay. Yeah. Sounds great. Um, so it's probably been about three weeks now. Um, we spoke for the first time. Um, and, uh, you know, just you left it open to talk about anything that I wanted. So I definitely shifted towards uh, nutrition and my diet. And, um, you know, you had me kind of talk about what what I thought were maybe my pitfalls or I just kind of jumped in with thinking weekends were uh, some of my biggest pain points and not being able to uh, kind of lose the last 10 pounds or continuing to lose the same 10 pounds. Um, but as we kind of talked about my eating habits and things such as that, you narrowed in on my daily snacking, maybe being more of an issue than really what I was doing on the weekends. Um, that was, that was exciting for me to hear that I was wrong. (laughs) Um, but yeah, we kind of narrowed then down, um, a couple instances where, um, I could improve my snacking habits, um, which were, um, my driving to work in the morning and then, uh, kind of an afternoon snack before dinner. So we created a plan to follow for two weeks that um, I would stick to having apples and water um, on my drive-in and then, you know, some other type of fruit or something like that um, in, in the evening uh, before dinner. And, uh, so, yeah, that was our plan. And so that, that's the plan that went really well. What I want to sort of backtrack a little bit and just go towards because I think what, what you hit on just a moment ago that was probably the, the biggest part of it all is when we got on the phone – you told me you you thought it was the weekends and and a lot of people they tend to they usually think that they have a really good idea of where they're they're missing the mark and sometimes they do and sometimes they don't and i think the best part about what went on with us is in our conversation you were actually excited to hear that maybe there was something you hadn't been paying attention to or realizing and that number one that's important because a lot of people get defensive when they're told like they're doing something that they, they don't realize they get upset, defensive, mm-hmm. whatever. And you were very open to me saying, Hey, you know what? Maybe it's actually this. And I think that's number one, being open to the idea that you might not actually truly know what's going on. Um, and it, that, that just shows itself in research. Right? I mean, people like in research consistently, people who struggle to lose weight consistently underestimate how much they're eating in the same way that people who struggle to gain weight consistently overestimate how much they're eating. So that's number one. And number two is um, the reality is like you were you hadn't really been eating anything, quote unquote, 
unhealthy like it wasn't any like junk food but it was just things that you had in your car that you like didn't even realize might have been going like eating more than you thought right yeah absolutely so like can you just like give us a rundown of like what generally you might have been eating in your car or what what did you have available to you in your car and then what switch did you make yeah i i was always looking for you know easy easy to grab snacks so i would look at things like nuts um, a lot of dry cereal, um, crackers, things like that. So, it, you know, definitely not the most uh, nutrient uh, best food. But, uh, but, even, but even on that front, though, I mean, for, first of all, nuts, it's one of those things where nuts are constantly touted as, one, like, as a great health food. And they do have a lot of great health benefits. They are full of healthy fats. But the thing that a lot of people don't realize is nuts are very high in calories, like very, very, very high in calories. And so it doesn't take that much of like half, like you could have, I think it's like 18 almonds is like over 200 calories. Like, yeah, yeah. it's really not that much. So even if you're focusing on healthier foods, like nutrient dense foods, like, yeah, they could also be very calorie rich and even like dry cereals, like realistically there are great health benefits to having those, especially if you're being active and and, and getting a lot of exercise in and, a lot of people are fooled by the marketing of, of crackers where they have like whole grain crackers, like all like good ingredients. It's, it's easy to be fooled. It's called a health halo where it's like, it's fooled into thinking that it's healthy just based on like the marketing or the name that they use for it. But I mean, realistically your diet, it wasn't, it wasn't bad. Like you had really healthy overall nutritious diet. Just, it was, it wasn't, it wasn't being accounted for probably the amount that you were having like something in the car. Yeah, absolutely. And I think definitely the nuts, you know, could get away from me real easily because, you, you know, we talked about maybe just creating some hundred calorie portion packs and, you know, when you do that, you see them, you're like, wow, that's a very small handful. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. Hundred calorie portion packs are so discouraging. You're like, oh, damn it. Like I was having like quadruple that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, so did we make like a 14 day challenge? It was like a two week challenge to do it and like see how it went? Yeah, we did two weeks, um, which was really nice. You know, I was excited about the changes to begin with because they seemed very manageable. Um, you know, they were much smaller. I think for me, focusing on thinking it was the weekends, you know, I would just go into every weekend like, okay, going to do really good. And then something would happen. And, you know, it just feels like, oh, wow, there goes another weekend kind of unsuccessful. Whereas making smaller changes but throughout the week actually seemed more attainable and then just doing it for two weeks was like okay i can definitely stick to that that's amazing and there's so much packed into what you just said that like is so 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 important but what i really i want to just emphasize is that the 14 days it was like it was something that you could do it was 14 days it wasn't an overwhelming amount of time and it was enough time where you could actually see progress and yes. have you stuck with it after the 14 days I have definitely. I've, you know, been continuing to take my apples in the morning and, you know, I've, you know, been watching a lot of your videos and you talk about the bright lines and just creating that for yourself and knowing, you know, this is a hard and fast rule. And like, if I want something, it's going to be an apple. And there were actually a few days within those two weeks to where I didn't feel the need to even eat anything to where sometimes I just would feel ravenous. Like I just had breakfast yet I'm already feeling the need for a snack, but um, knowing that if I wanted something, it was an apple and knowing it was there, it was like, cool, if I'm hungry, I'll eat it. If not, like I'm okay. And 
you know, that that's been really easy for me and to stick with it and to know I can have something. I'm not removing anything. I've just been able to replace it with a better option. That's you have no idea how big I'm smiling right now. That makes me <laughs> so, so happy, especially because the think the the bright lines is such an overlooked component of all this. I, I, I think an overlooked component, a, a lot of it stems from the uh, the more recent in the fitness industry, the idea of being flexible and moderate and almost the idea that having a hard set rule is is taboo or not okay. But just because you have a hard set rule doesn't mean you can't be flexible within it, right? And and I think the idea that you know that, hey, if I'm going to have a snack on my ride into work, it's going to be an apple or like you could come up with something else. But for now, it's going to be an apple. Then that just takes away so much stress and anxiety and the possibility of going off track because now you know this is what I'm going to have. And like if I'm not going to eat, that's fine. But for now, it's an apple. And then who knows? Maybe in three months, you're like, oh, I'm getting sick of the apple. What else can I do? And then you sort of come up with another option. So, okay, so I know apples with this. Maybe I'll make it strawberries. But whatever it is, you make your rule and then you stick to it. And that just allows you so – it allows you a lot of flexibility down the road too. But it gives you um, a set plan to stick with that you, it, you can't really deviate from it and you can't mess up. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's going to be different for everybody. And this was something that really stuck for me. And it was so great to be able to talk with you and, and come up with that because I – wasn't able to do that on my own. <laughs> well, uh, can I just be very forthright with you and say, when I got your email that said you had stuck with it and you're doing great, I was so happy. Number one, I could have this conversation with with a thousand people. It doesn't mean a thousand people are going to actually stick to that 14 day challenge. So the fact that you actually did do it and you did stick with it and you reached out about it and you're it's it's not usual to do that. So I. I'm very impressed with how hard you're working. It's showing, and like I, I'm, I'm, I don't say that lightly. I'm very, very impressed with it. Oh, um, thank you. And and before we get off, I know you're busy, but I want to give you an opportunity. Do you have any other questions? Is there anything else that's coming up that you wanted to discuss or ask, or something that that you'd like to to chat about? Yeah, you know what? I did have uh, one little quick question. Um, I I also love your analogies with the workouts and, you know, improving my form and everything like that. Cause that's really what I'm focusing on with the, in the strength aspect of things, um, you know, just slowly building up weight, but really just looking at form cause I've had a couple injuries and just really not trying to uh, injure myself any further. So um, foot placement um, is something that I have some issues with. And I was just wondering if there's anything you could like give me as a little analogy to help me focus on, keeping my feet flat I find when I do um some of the lunges I'll roll out to the side of my foot or in other instances I'm, I'm lifting up my toes got it okay so specifically in regard to lunges or is it squats as well like is it give me a little bit more of a breakdown yeah so with the lunges I notice I go to the side with squats I'll, I'll pull up my toes okay got it so when, first, we're going to talk about the lunges. When you do, when you say to the sides, you mean to the outside. So if you're if you're lunging forward with your left foot, then it would go toward the left side of your foot, the outside of it. Yeah, correct. Got it. Um, and is it throwing you off balance? Um, a little bit, yes. Okay, so basically for the lunge, it, or is this a reverse lunge, forward lunge? Uh, forward. Forward lunge. Okay, so with that, basically, when when I'm doing a forward lunge, I'm literally doing it in my hotel room right now. When I'm doing a forward lunge, are you are you hitting the ground with your heel first and then falling forward, or is it more like you're going onto the ball of your foot and then coming down? Um, I think the ball of the foot goes kind of first. 
Good. Okay, perfect. So basically, there, there's some leeway there. The major thing is I don't ever want you going straight onto your heel and then rolling forward. It's more of like an athletic, an athletic movement. So the best way, the, one of the main reasons I like forward lunges as a movement is because they teach you how to decelerate. So um, for example, if you're, let's say you're playing soccer, you're running and you're going straight forward and all of a sudden you need to like, you need to stop and switch direction that forward lunge will teach you how to decelerate, which is one of the major causes of injury when, when athletes don't know how to decelerate, not consciously, but their bodies can't decelerate well, and that can be a major cause of knee injury. So the fact that you're already going onto the ball of your foot is really, really good. Um, are, what kind of shoes are you wearing? Um, I mostly have like a Brooks running shoe. Okay, cool. So that might be something worth considering. I usually don't like wearing running shoes when I lift um, because running shoes, they're usually very padded on the bottom mm-hmm. and they're also almost curved sometimes. And the idea being that you want to not have a ton of force and impact on your foot. And now that's a whole separate discussion that running experts will lose their shit over <laughs> in regard to whether or not that's a good idea. Uh, some running experts will say you should only run barefoot, which I think is outrageous. And other running experts say that those type of shoes are terrible for you, which I also think is, is not really true. I think it's more in the middle. But either way, in terms of a lunge, when you're going forward and you're landing on the ball of your foot in a running shoe, you're landing on a curved padded surface that can be throwing you off balance. Um, so I tend – what I would do is – because from what I can hear so far is your technique is really good. And number one, I would say just practice is going to help. But number two is it may be worth getting a, a minimalistic shoe. So like n- not like a completely flat sole, but I use what's called the New Balance Minimus. It's, it's one of my favorites. Uh, it's, a, it's a flatter shoe. There's still a little bit of padding there, but it's not like the running shoe. Does that make sense? Okay, yeah. So that might be good. Also, um, in the thought process of as you land, really working to not, not break eggshells, right? So learning to, decel- to decelerate where you're essentially, you're trying to absorb the force rather than going too far forward. A lot of times if you go too hard down without thinking about decelerating, you'll, you'll go off balance. So being able to just think about that softer landing, I think will help you a lot. Okay. Um, in terms of squats, I'm actually not upset to hear that you're picking your toes up at all. Okay. Um, are your heels staying on the ground? Yeah. So that's the biggest thing with squats is that most people, the issue with their feet is that their heels will come off the ground. Um, when their heels are coming off the ground, that means they're, they're, they're going to put too much weight on their toes and their knees are going to jut forward. So, and when that happens, that's when you get a serious risk of knee issues and hip issues and back issues. So one of the cues that I'll give to people if their heels are coming off the ground is try not picking their toes up, but try imagining there's a, like a tack, a sharp tack underneath their big toe. And that way, like they won't shove their, their toes on the ground and their heels will stay flat. So as long as your heels are staying flat, that's what I'm most concerned with that's like in, in, a good, in a good way. I want your heels to be flat on the ground. Um, okay. Are you losing your balance with your toes coming up or, or it's just, you just notice your toes coming up? No, I've just noticed my toes have been coming up. Got it. So, so what I would do, number one is I wouldn't worry about it cause you're not losing your balance. And number two is one of my favorite cues for my feet during the squat is to imagine like 
you know how a monkey they can grip the floor with their their feet because their feet are sort of like hands yeah yeah like i try and imagine your feet are like a monkey's hand and you try and essentially squeeze the floor in between your feet so between like your knuckles the knuckles of your toes and then your heel so essentially trying to squeeze the floor with that not not like drastically not r- wicked hard but just lightly try and squeeze the floor in between them try and like pinch the floor and that way you get a it's it's a really good base of support with your foot and if you think about it it still isn't necessarily connecting with your toe it's the knuckle of your foot but that allows you that squeezing motion will send your toe towards the floor so it'll be in contact and when you grip it slightly you get a really good base of support Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Does that, that sounds really great. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, let me know if you have any more questions. Does that answer everything? Or are you feeling good? Yeah, it does. Yeah. I'm great. This was awesome. Ashley, thank you so much for getting on the phone with me. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you very much for everything. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. Bye-bye.